This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Reset Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, David McCabe, and this episode of Reset, which is number 34, is sponsored by ICDoc. ICDoc's got some really cool new stuff coming out, and I'm going to tell you about that here in a little bit. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about Amazon's new devices and maybe touch somewhat on Sonos. I'm about to strike a nerve with some of you guys. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to talk about it too. Does Sonos matter anymore? Yeah, I'm striking a nerve with you already. (laughs) So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about some of the Amazon new devices. And is it just crazy landscape out there right now? There's a ton of new stuff. I can't possibly fit it into one podcast. But we're going to, this week, we're going to talk about Amazon. And then at the very end of the show, I'm going to do a community update because I want to chat a little bit about Meetup 17. Meetup just happened and I will go into detail on that. So if you don't want to listen to that, it's at the end. You don't have to. We'll talk about all this good stuff first. So let's get started. On September 27th, Amazon kind of had a surprise for us and they had a little news conference and they released a whole bunch of new devices. I'm going to start out with my favorite one, the one that I actually ordered and now I'm having second thoughts about. Yes, it's the one that goes in the bedroom as people are comparing it to an alarm clock. It's called the Echo Spot. Now it's It looks small. I mean, I haven't seen it yet because it's released on December 19th. So we got a little little ways to wait for this thing. And honestly, to make up my mind if I want to cancel this thing. So it's a smaller Echo. And it goes, I mean, you can put this anywhere you want it, but it's being heralded as like the Echo alarm clock. So it's a second generation Echo, so it does all the stuff that A-L-E-X-A will do, you know, ask ask her, you know, anything, and she'll give you the weather, and she can do video calls and drop-ins and all that stuff, songs, you name it, it's got a, supposedly it's got a really nice built-in speaker, you can connect to it via Bluetooth, and it's also got a three and a half millimeter stereo cable. Now, if, if you will recall, the Echo Show was the the nice one with the screen. It has a 7-inch screen, and it has a couple of 2-inch speakers in it. The pod is smaller. It's got a 1.4-inch speaker, and it's got a 2.5-inch rounded screen. So it's, it's, it's different, and they say it's designed for any room. So I'm thinking you could put it just back in the kitchen if you want to move your Echo Show or not even buy the Echo Show. Actually... I'm a little jealous that this didn't come out prior to the Echo Show. I think that it would be just as well served in my kitchen as it would, you know, in a bedroom. So I'm a little miffed at Amazon. 
releasing all this stuff and honestly I can't afford it all and I wish I would have waited on the Echo Show. So I do think this Echo Spot would be really nice for the kitchen and I, I'm sure I'm not alone with Echo Show owners in a little bit of envy, jealousy, regret, buyer's remorse. How many more things can I think of? Yeah, I wish I didn't have the Echo Show. Primarily because it's not the end-all, be-all music pod. And they've lost YouTube. With a little spat with Google, you can't play a YouTube video. And that's how we used to get like movie previews. And I would watch my own YouTube channel, check out videos. Uh, so th- that's a mess. Now, you can do that on Echo Spot, not the YouTube, but you can play video from Amazon Video. And it does everything that the show will do. And it just does not a smaller package. And it's $129.99, whereas the Echo Show is $229. So the big question is, is I bought the Echo Spot thinking this is going to go at my bedside. And now I'm having that the week after regret thinking, do I really want this thing at my bedside? I mean, I've got the always on phones, right? I can yell, okay, G word, and it will wake up, right? And I know you guys too with Siri and Cortana, G word, and of course, Amazon. But I don't know. I've got cameras in my house. Why am I, why am I backtracking on this camera in the bedroom? I don't know, but I'm starting to think about it a little more. And I don't know if I'm going to keep this order alive. I'd like to do the unboxing and the review for you, but I don't know if I'm going to keep that alive or not. We'll see. Maybe we'll talk about this other new Amazon stuff, and we'll see if maybe I'm intrigued by some of that stuff. And of course, right when I sat down, my voice decides to go south. I think that is, I'm still having the post-meetup syndrome. It's the post-meetup fog where my voice has just not recovered whatsoever. Now, if that didn't confuse you, let me confuse you even more because now there's an Echo Plus. It looks like the original Echo Tube, whatever that tall little tube thing is, except it's got Zigbee in it. It's got Zigbee in it. So, You guys, quick Zigbee refresh, just home automation protocol, right? It's a home automation hub. This thing will attach to, I mean, there's hundreds of Zigbee protocol in devices. I don't know how this is all going to work right now, but it is Zigbee. It comes with a Philips Hue smart light bulb. This thing wants to be your voice activated smart home automation hub with A-L-E-X-A and all that good stuff in it. It comes with a Philips light bulb. So my initial understanding is it comes with a Philips bulb. Maybe I don't need that Philips hub anymore. Maybe I can just move all my light bulbs over to this thing. Or if you're me, you haven't done the Philips thing because I don't want a new hub and I can just get with the Echo Plus and order that. So this thing will do everything your old Echo will do. It just has an Echo or a, a Zigbee radio in it. Now the cool thing to back this up is they've added a feature in the cloud 
where you can do multiple events. So think of smart things when you tap a I'm home or a good morning or a good evening type routine and it goes through all of your smart devices and sets them at the preference that you would like. Maybe you have a watch TV routine and it does your your, your lighting setup, turns your TV on, something like that. You can now do multiple events with A-L-E-X-A. You can say good morning and it will open your shades, turn on your lights, um, start your flash briefing, which is different than smart smart things can do, right? So there's some neat things that it can do. I just, I mean, it's another home automation hub. Now, although, let me tell you, Amazon, you're doing this at a perfect time because my smart things hub is really driving me crazy. And I think you're going to get some converts from this type of uh, situation. But that's an Echo Plus. It's $149, and it comes out at the end of October. So you can get into this thing fairly quickly. But to me, it confuses things. You got the little bitty screen, the big screen. Now you got the tube, the Zigbee tube. You got the Echo Dot. You got the Echo Dot 2. Let's see, what else? How else can I confuse you? Oh, let's add just another Echo. And let's change the stance of it, make it shorter, and only charge $100 for it and insert it into the product mix. And that's called the Echo. So you've got the Dot, you've got the Echo, and the Echo Plus. So this Echo is supposed to be a really nice sounding device, right? Shorter and nicer sounding. So it's got a two and a half inch woofer. Now... Don't go off saying, oh, it's got a woofer now. Well, Echo Plus has a woofer too, two and a half inch woofer and a 0.8 inch tweeter. The Echo, the little one, has a 0.6 inch tweeter. Now, the cool thing about this Echo, besides it being 99 bucks, is it has that fabric looking feel on the outside of it, right? It looks like it would belong in a room or a living room, bedroom area a little more gently than the huge A-L-E-X-A tube, right? It looks nicer. It just looks nicer. It does everything else that the other guys do, right? It's got a line out. It's got Bluetooth, all of that. It doesn't have a screen. So it's just, it's just an Echo. It's a $100 Echo. And honestly, I mean, Echo Dots, you can get cheap. You can get them on sale and Black Friday kind of deals for 36 bucks, 35 bucks. This one's $100. It's going to sound a little better. It looks a little better. I would probably err on the side of this new Echo than I would with the Dot. But I digress. The Dot does have its purposes in different rooms. There's another box. Yes, there's another box. Okay, I shouldn't call it a box because it's actually a button. They're called Echo Buttons, and they're 20 bucks for a two-pack. They're like little, what's that, Staples, go-get-it button, <laughs> whatever that, that annoying crap was way back in the day. The anything button from Amazon, and they have pitched this as family game night, like buzzing in on a trivia question. Now, I can see this kind of working because my kids, 
really like to do Q&A with ALEXA, right? And if they could come up with family game night with these buttons, I think my kids would like this. I was thinking, hey, hit that. It's 20 bucks for two. Can I program scenes on this thing? Can I do that multiple routine with ALEXA and dim my lights, lock my doors, do, you know, do that kind of stuff? That's, that's what I was thinking. I'll put a link in the show notes. Echo buttons, kind of colored, hockey puck looking buttons. We should just order them because they're there, right? They're two for 20, right? You can't get them yet. You can only sign up to be notified when they're available. So I guarantee you, you need, if you get that email, you need to get on it and buy it instantly. So you're going to be waiting for your buttons next May. All right, moving on. How many of you out there still have a landline? Plain old telephone service, POTS line. If you do, I've got a new box for you from Amazon. It's called the Echo Connect. Now, it does require an Echo device, but it will hook up to your home phone service, and you'll be able to use your Echo to make phone calls. That's it. You can do 911, international. You just have to pay your phone bill, right? You sync up all your contacts in your ALEXA app, and then you can say, call grandma, and boom, done. Now, I'm kind of curious. I've got the UMA device where I'm using voice over IP. I wonder if it would still work with that. I may just have to get this and try to figure that out. It's $34.99, released on December 13th. It's the um, Echo Connect. All right, last but not least is the Fire TV. Now, this may be the one that the most of us are interested in. This will come out on October 25th. You may pre-order it now for $69.99. It's 4K Ultra HD. And it's got HDR support. And it's like this little small what you're used to, 4K Ultra Hockey Puck, except it's triangular square. But it's Fire TV. You can do everything that you've done previously with Amazon service, Netflix, uh, YouTube, Hulu. You you got it. You can subscribe to you know extra stuff like HBO and Showtime. So. Did I say Dolby Atmos Audio? Yeah, for you audio nuts, it's got Dolby Atmos. It does 4K and 60 frames per second. It comes with a remote, and you can talk to it like you talk to ALEXA. The cool thing there is if you've got automation things, you can, like, you know, if you need to show a camera on the TV, you can do that. So that's kind of cool. It'll connect via Wi-Fi as normal, but even better, Amazon's got this Ethernet adapter for Fire TV devices. You can use the Ethernet adapter with the Fire TV stick or the brand new Fire TV. It's 10100 though. <laughs> I know that's going to drive me crazy. It, I know. This thing should, the Fire TV should have an Ethernet port on it. It just already, please, put an Ethernet port on it. But this... It's only 15 bucks, guys. It's 15 bucks. It's released October 25th. But that's $15 more than I think you should have to pay 
Should have an Ethernet port on the Fire TV. Maybe even gigabit. Hello. Okay, my voice is completely getting wrecked talking to you today. I hope it's I hope it doesn't sound too bad. Let me tell you a little bit about Icy Doc. Now before my voice gets even more completely wrecked, let me tell you about Icy Doc a little bit here. Icy Doc is way ahead of the competition when it comes to uh, M, I'm going to say M.2, but let me tell you what they've got. They've created the first ever NVMe hot swap docks. The ICDoc NVMe cages support the new U.2 form factor, which that offers a couple of advantages over the M.2 standard. U.2 drives are fully enclosed. Have you seen M.2 drives? Uh, M.2 NVMe drives are like, they look like circuit boards on a circuit stick, whereas U.2 drives are fully enclosed, and they're already in the industry standard 2.5 inch standard form factor. They're easier to handle than those bare-looking M.2 drives. Now, ICDoc's NVMe cages combine all of these benefits of the U.2 drives with a whole host of industry-ready features, full metal metal enclosures, anti-vibration, EMI grounding, and resistance to extreme temperatures make the ICDoc cages stand out in enterprise environments. There's a single bay MB601VK-B. It's available now, and I'll I'll give you some links in the show notes. Make sure you go look those up. The four bay MB699VP-B is coming. Expect to be released by New Year, and you can always go out to icdoc.com and learn more about these devices. I'll put some links down below. Because I want you to take a look at this at this new cage here, and it's pretty cool. So U.2 form factor, don't have to handle bare M.2 drives anymore. Take a look at this. Links are down below. Thank you very much, ICDoc, for <laughs> sponsoring this episode, and I apologize that my voice is giving out. Oh, and by the way... Out there in the reset forums, Scoondog, he's got his hands on one of these MB601 VKBs, and he's got an NVMe U.2 drive, and he's got it running, and he's got a review. And you should go check this out. I will leave a link in the show notes for that as well, so you can go check out all the photos and how he's getting along with this in one of his builds. Check it out. It's pretty cool. It's a good read. All right, at the top of the show, I left you with a bombshell questions asking, does Sonos matter anymore? Now, let me lead into this. I don't know if you remember the last time I was talking about Echo Show, and I mentioned that either this device had to be like the end-all, be-all music device, like that thing that pumps out the music kind of like a Sonos would or this new Apple HomePod would, or by end of year, they needed to release something that would compete in that arena. And lo and behold, they're not going to, but Sonos is. So stick with me here. So for the time being, Amazon is not going to go head to head with these guys with the HomePod and the now Google has the Max. I don't 
remember exactly what it's called, but it's a big speaker, good good sounding speaker. And of course, you got Sonos. Amazon's not going to put their foot into that door quite yet. I mean, I, I would think that maybe they might in the future, but I also think maybe they're a better partner with Sonos. Now, think back a couple of months ago when Apple did announce their HomePod device. There was a lot of speculation around Sonos, like, oh, Sonos is in trouble. I mean, when Apple comes out with this thing, it's going to just wipe Sonos out. And I can't think of anything further than the truth of that statement. I honestly feel that the Apple HomePod and even the brand new Google thing is just going to spur sales of Sonos. Sonos works with everything. The Apple HomePod works with, um, let's see, how many of those? Oh, yeah, it's one, Apple Music. So either you're in the Apple Music ecosystem or you're out. And that's just going to help Sonos. Do I even need to list the compatible items of Sonos? I mean, it's it's all of them, right? It's all, it's Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play. Do you need more? You don't need any more. Those are, those are what you use. Maybe some of you use um, the satellite, Sirius XM kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe one of you actually uses Rhapsody. Nobody's using Groove anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Groove. Oh, that was that was pretty bad of me. But um, I think it was even compatible with that at some point. And now the Sonos is going to have Alexa built in, and it's going to even be able to use uh, Google in the uh, in the near future. I think in uh, 2018 it'll be able to use Google Assistant. So. This may this little conversation may sound like I'm a Sonos fanboy. Do you know I've never purchased or I've heard them, but I've never purchased or even touched one. I've never opened the app. I have no clue how this thing works. Nope, I've never owned one. I think I would like to. I think I would like to have this this new Play One. I think it's called the Play One, right? And because it brings up something that I think has been lacking in how I interact with music using Amazon Prime Music. And that's having an app that I could kind of browse through music, browse through playlists, radio stations, whatever, and send that music to select devices, a group of devices, I mean, you know, runes and all that good stuff. I can't necessarily do that with ALEXA. I, I do it by voice. Don't get me wrong. I say, hey, you know, y- y- your name. Play me my 80s playlist on the downstairs group or whatever or something like that. But sometimes you want to flip through music and look around, look at your album art and your covers. I think Amazon is kind of missing the boat on that one. I really do. And that would allow that would allow us gadget freaks to to 
have the excuse to place, you know, an iPad or one of those cheap Android tablets in the living room and say, hey, no, this is only for music, guys. This is only for music. I think they're missing out on that, where Sonos does that very well and sounds pretty darn good, doesn't it? So what's my point? My point is kind of twofold. My earlier point, I, I wanted to address that, was... Amazon needs to come out with a a big box that sounds good. Now they don't need to. They've got Sonos doing that. My second point is, is Sonos is not going anywhere. I honestly believe these guys are going to have increased sales. You can get the Play 1, I think, for $199, right? Let me look that up. Okay, the older Sonos Play 1 is... Right now, it's about $197 on Amazon. Now, that's the one that integrates with ALEXA and sits in the corner and blasts out awesome-sounding tunes. Now, the new one that has that all built in, you can pre-order for $199, and it's available October 24th. I think you can only pre-order that on Sonos.com. I will leave a link for you uh, for that one. So that's the one that is kind of intriguing me. It does everything that the, not the show, but A-L-E-X-A does, but even better because it's spitting out some just righteous tunes, right? So, I don't know. This is, Does this make you think? Doesn't this make you think that Sonos and Amazon are just kind of meant to be together? And you just kind of feel that you don't want Amazon getting their their little fingers all into that Sonos stuff and messing it all up, right? Just give us a little A-L-E-X-A, we'll put it in our boxes and leave us alone. Because I don't want that, like, I, I feel like they have superior app control and I don't want that to go away just because you can also address this thing by voice. I don't want that to go away. But I'm intrigued by this. I guess I would like to hear your feedback. Are, have you pre-ordered one? Are you looking to replace some Echo devices with this Sonos device? Because you can certainly get more than one. And it'll use all your existing Sonos stuff. I've got to get one of these. Maybe I should look on Craigslist or something to see if anybody's getting rid of some of this stuff. I know uh, Kevin Schoonover out there in the Reset Forums is like a huge Sonos fan. And he's he's always trolling Craigslist to see if he can pick up devices. So I've got to get better at this. So, so I didn't mean to startle you with that headline, does Sonos matter anymore? Because honestly, I meant to address that headline and say, yes, I think it matters more than ever. And I really need to... I really need to partake of this stuff. I'm missing. I'm missing out on this good stuff, aren't I? All right, that is Reset 34. I'm sorry for the earlier gravelly, froggy voice. I think I'm somewhat recovered just in time to give you a community update. I did say I was getting over the meetup fog, and the meetup fog is its interesting. So Sunday... I have meetup fog after everyone goes and everyone leaves. 
And you come back home and you're just like, wow, you know, another meetup. Wow, did it. Done. And you get that little bit of fog. And then Monday's even worse, right? It's just like, oh, I'm, now I'm tired. My voice is shot. And everybody's, you know, back and working. And it's like meetup fog kicks in. It's kind of funny. I like to think the sponsors of Meetup 17, HP Enterprise, man, did they step up delivering awesome barbecue lunch, demo boxes, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. And we're going to talk to these guys in the future. We're going to talk about some clear OS and some microservers, and we're going to tear that up. So thank you so much, HPE, HP Enterprise, for sponsoring Meetup 17. It was a tremendous success. And I got a lot of feedback saying, Dave, this was your best yet. And I'm like, really? Are you sure? Because I was I was kind of down on missing a few folks, right? I was missing some people, some of those regulars that weren't able to come. And I was I was kind of worried that it wasn't enough, right? So those familiar faces that I like to see, I thought, since I'm missing those guys, because I like to see my friends, right? Since I'm missing those guys, maybe these other guys are going to think that too. But I honestly think that this smaller venue, the smaller attendance, allowed all of us to give each other more attention. Does that make sense? I was able to stand and actually talk with Chris Kinney for a little while. And normally, he's running around doing all kinds of stuff, right? Helping me with Meetup. I got to talk with Jim. I got to talk with Dennis Pillow. I got to talk with James Shoemaker. I got to talk with all these guys that showed up. I really, really had a good time. But I still, I was was worried that it just wasn't enough. I'm always worried that I'm not given enough to meet up. So I hope that I hope that it came off okay for you guys. More sponsors to thank. IC Doc. IC Doc had items for every single attendee. Every single attendee got some sort of bracket, you know, IC Doc-ish kind of thing where you put two and a half inches and three and a half inch drives. It was awesome. It was awesome. Acronis gave me some licenses for Acronis 2017. And actually, I got those from Acronis at CES, and I've held on to them. I told them, said, hey, give me a stack, because I'm going to give them to my meetup attendees. Also, I want to mention, I said his name earlier, Jim Shoemaker. James Shoemaker donated money for the cause. And also, Philip Lawry. He was our big winner Last year, he won the the Luma that was donated by IT Geeks. So he took that home, and he gave back this year um, and helped out. So I really appreciate those guys doing that. Also, I just want to say, I know I mentioned ICDoc, HPE, and Acronis. Guys that stepped it up major. Now, there's some, there's big names in there that I have not mentioned, right? that I usually mention, a lot of NAS players, I didn't mention because they they didn't. They didn't step up this year. 2017 
was a different year. But here's the thing. A lot of guys came to the show. John Adelette always comes to the show with a two-bay NAS and gives it away. Brand spanking new two-bay NAS and gives it away. It was awesome. John Biggs came with the NVIDIA Shield and said, hey, Dave, I just want to give this away. I'm like, cool. Set it aside. I'm like, yeah, I'm taking this home. (laughs) No, I didn't. But I got to thinking about it. I was like, we need to get this out. We need to play with this right now here at Meetup. So we did. We did a Meetup unboxing. And I'll get that out on video for you. It was really cool. The NVIDIA Shield as a giveaway item. And uh, actually, I had John Biggs do it. I filmed it. You know, since he brought it, kind of let him do the, the unboxing. That was really cool. So big thanks to everybody who brought stuff. A lot of people brought different things. There were a lot of uh, for sale items that ended up just, you know, being given away. Chris Kenny gave away uh, in Chris. What did you give away? It was in 40L, I think. And all kinds of stuff. He gave away a Thecus NAS. So it was, it was a great time. I I didn't feel like I was run completely ragged this time. I was able to sit. I was able to chat. I was able to enjoy lunch instead of skipping lunch and getting it when, you know, when it's done. It, it was good. I guess the other thing is, is last year, last year at this time, I had recorded the final episode of Home Server Show. And I had three episodes of Reset recorded. It was stressful for me. I know if you attended last year, you know that. You saw it in my face. It was stressful. And I didn't have anything like that this year. Nothing. No surprises. Just, let's just chill and have fun with each other. It was, it was, really, it was really cool. So we did the NVIDIA Shield unboxing and we set it up on screen. Jim Collison was streaming from his Plex server in Nebraska to this shield. And he was Jim was tearing it up, let me tell you. He did a little Azure demo and he also did a mining demo. Mining. Yes. Bitcoin, this coin, that coin, Yada coin, reset coin, you name it. Jim Collison's Got a video card churning away somewhere, trying to mine some money, kind of as a hobby, you know, not as a get-rich-quick scheme, but I think that really fired up the fellas. And since I have started a brand new forum in, it's at the bottom of the forums, and it's just cyber currency and mining, you know, just talk about it, discuss it. It's already gotten quite a few hits, and it's already gotten some discussions going, and dang that Jim Collison... If we didn't, we I, we went to Fry's Sunday night, guys. You're all heading home. Jim's staying over the night before he goes to the the airport. And we went to Fry's and picked up a video card. And we got set up mining. We did. I, got, I have a rig running right now. And it's mining away. And I, I still need to kind of follow up on it and check my kilowatts per hour and all that kind of good stuff and the return and make sure everything is kosher. And just like Collison said, I hate this man. Just like he said, I'm already eyeballing a second video card and thinking, hey, well, if one can do this, two can do it even better, right? 
Oh, it drives me crazy. I can't believe. I can't believe I got sucked into this. And I I told everybody, I'm not getting sucked into this. I'm not. So it was fun. I sat in the corner and chatted about all my cameras and the Wi-Fi gear. D-Link came up big and gave us the uh, Business Pro. Um, it's it's uh, Orbi Pro. Synology uh, has the RT2600AC. We looked at that. D-Link has the cover, C-O-V-R. We looked at that. And all of this stuff I need to get videos out on. I need to get videos out on, and I'm just behind. I've This week, I've put out a couple of YouTube videos, but they're not terribly technology-related. Some of them are around the pool and things. So it was a great meetup. I hate to keep pounding that home, but we had a great time. We ended up at the Microsoft store in the oh wait wait back up back up one of the one of the most funnest parts was is we flew some drones after the meetup was over. Yep, we got out into the parking lot, and I say we because Keith Lunsford brought his Mavic Pro, and I had my Mavic Spark. And that's one of the the YouTube videos that I was working on this week. I've got it published, so go check it out. But we were just flying around the parking lot, kind of spooking up some turkey vultures, and Keith was flying around those vultures, and I was concerned. So I, boom, I headed out way out over the highway and was kind of showing off and, and looking around over there and then zipping around. And then I did a palm catch, uh, you know, landing in my palm and stuff. It was It was a good time. It was really fun. People were like, man, we should have been doing this all day long. It was fun. And uh, I think we're going to have a drone up maybe next year. So after that, we headed off to the Microsoft store. We did our shopping. We tore that up for a little bit. We went down to the Tesla store and loaded up their screens with our websites like we always do. And then went out for fish and chips, had a few beers, and uh, some, some good time was had by all. That was Meetup 17. It was a good time. I uh, I wish you wouldn't have missed it if you did, but I really appreciate those who took the time to drive out and fly out. Spend a, you know, it, it costs a lot of money. It does. Hey, we did a podcast there too. I forgot about that. Uh, Richard Gunther and Josh Pollard from the DMZ were there, and they recorded their latest podcast, and I got to talk with them. It was real fun. And they talked with a lot of guys from the meetup. So you definitely need to check out the DMZ. And I'll try to put a a link to that in the show notes. Go check out their show from Meetup 17. That was super spectacular. And where is this headed next year? Because I I said this is the last one I'm doing. I'm not doing anymore. And I'm hanging up. I'm retiring on top. Yes, I feel good about this. I'm retiring on top. And I'm going to let someone else take the reins, whether that is you listening or if Jim wants to do one out there in Nebraska. We will have to just kind of stay tuned for next year on that and see what happens. I, you know, they're probably going to rope me back in somehow, but I'll, um, we'll see what happens. So that's a community update and that has been Reset 34. And I appreciate you listening. Appreciate you downloading and rating it out there in iTunes. We'll see you back here next week. 
This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for more great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at mccabe.io, youtube.com slash David McCabe for the videos, and on Twitter at mccabe.io. Intro and outro music by Daryl Lee. Find Daryl Lee at soundcloud.com, Daryl Lee Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E, music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash David McCabe. And if you wouldn't mind, throw a couple stars out there on iTunes if you get a chance to. Thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next week on Reset. Reset.